Hello, this is Zaya Brookside and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the B Show. I'm your host Corey Smith. Live, this this show was pre-recorded ahead of time. Please do not call in it at this time. Live in the Diamond Studio with my co-host Michael Vergara. How are you today? That was a weird read of my own name, Michael Vergara. Michael Vergara. That's even weirder. My name is Michael Vergara. How are you? You good? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been kind of a busy week. Uh, unfortunately, it's I've only. Friday. Yeah, like, you know, um, I feel like most of the work has been kind of put on your back since I only had really had time for one of the shows covered this week. But, you know, we still got quite a show. For you know what? I, I keep on rolling. And, you know, I feel like if you didn't even, like, tell them, there's a lot of shows out there that, like, how many times have you listened to Wrestling Observer and um, Melterman, like, uh, no, I did not see it. And Alvarez just goes, ah, it was horrible. Oh. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you just try to, like, even... I feel you like just, sometimes you don't, we have that Meltzer Alvarez vibe. You don't really on. have to sort you when like whenever you don't want to watch something, sometimes it's just better for your health and well being to just stop watching it. It's a it's a foreign concept for most wrestling fans. If they don't like something, they can just you can just stop watching it all around. Mm-hmm. Except for podcasters who have to cover everything. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. You're, um, like they're out of obligation. Like some people who just don't want to have the convenience, like they like people who don't generally have a podcast like no i'm gonna listen to these people it is astonishing how some people i think there are people there are some people out there that say like no i just listen to smack or i just watch nxt or i listen to smack it or I just watch review raw you know or raw review but if you want to listen if you want to pick you can pick and choose any of your shows yeah but in fact maybe some of those shows will tell you to pick and choose as well <laughs> but if you want to pick and choose any of those shows you have to find them at their home soundcloud.com slash city wrestling radio also, if you want to check us out on other podcast delivery applications, you can check us out there. iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and a plethora of others. Um, but social- don't, for, don't forget KCSF coming soon. Hey, coming soon. Back to KCSF. Probably we'll have a couple shows up in the coming weeks. Some of our older shows just to get the, the viewers at KCSF acquainted with us. Uh, maybe some five reasons why. Maybe some something else. I don't know. But uh Guys, if you want to hit us up on social, we're going to need fans. We're going to need fan support. We're going to need our, fans first. First, we're going to need fans. And then we're going to need fan support for our new show, City Wrestling Radio Live, coming in the coming weeks, months, probably weeks. Let's say weeks. Um, to KCSF and SoundCloud.com. Um, so you need to hit us up. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CWR415. Slide into our DMs hard and let us know what you want to hear. Uh, what you want to say, any questions about anything. If you just want to yell at us, feel free. Just don't be super hateful. Like, you can call us fat. Like, we'll take that. I mean, I know I'm a little chunky. That's cool. No comment. Hey, man. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, in regards to myself, because you, you, I mean, look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm a regular Cody Rhodes over here. Hey, man. You're just like those little pop figures I got up here. I'll get into that soon. (laughs) Five reasons why those pop figures are the most horrible thing. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I love let's go right now. <gasps> anyway. uh, but this is the B-Show where we do 205 Live, NXT, Impact, May Young Classic. Did you just say Mayhem, like WCW Mayhem? Yeah, WCW Mayhem. We're going to go the through The Mayhem Classic. Um, um, and we're going to go through the New Japan Destruction Cards, too, I guess. And we'll do that all within this confines of this podcast. I mean, we're not bound by time. Come on now. Let's we're bound by time and space, man. Aren't we all bound by time? Like in the end, like let's not get into that. I'm just saying we're not man. a we're not a Joe Rogan podcast, all right? Where we just just talk about dinosaurs and 
just you know existential stuff while smoking weed with uh with bi- like billionaires. Dude, that's his podcast. I need to listen to that. Joe Rogan? Well, it's just the most re- like one of the more recent ones was like with Elon Musk and then oh, like he, he smokes a joint with him or something. Yeah, he smokes a joint and he just looks like it just looks like he just smoked a joint for the first time in his entire life. Like, yeah, no, but, but then he doesn't want he pretends that it wasn't his first time. Yeah. So he's trying to like pass it off look cool and then try to cover his coughs like <laughs> I heard he's going crazy, Elon Musk. Uh, he's been crazy for quite a while. Yeah, a lot of people are jumping ship at his company. Yeah. Um, no, well because like, I say sell right now. Um that's my that's the B show take uh, on your that. stock market yeah. B show wrestling. I have take. zero knowledge of stock markets out there. You know, but so you should that. probably just sell. But to the best of my knowledge, you should probably sell. You should probably sell to and me. Speaking for, of like, sell have, and have selling, price. like re- in, res- in wrestling layman's terms, uh, I can't think of a better segue of selling. And this is just dying a really deep death. Let's just and speaking of deep death, deep di- slow, slowly dying deep death. Let's get into two hundred five live. Oh, okay, you, you, you fished it out there. I, I like that. Yeah. It, it was dying, but you fished it out. Two hundred five live this week, coming from somewhere I forgot where because it was like on place. Tuesday. Uh, Same as SmackDown. Yeah, so you know now that the, we do these shows a little with later, a quarter of the people, it's like we feel like this show was a year ago. Uh, so we start off. Um, uh, 205 Live kicked off with uh, Grand Metalik versus Buddy Murphy. I mean, it was cool. It was a good match uh, back say, and forth. You say this every time. Oh, I know. 205 Live. What happened? What was the end? Uh, end of the match. Uh, well, first of all, there was a cool Juggernaut bomb, which uh, is you know his pickup power bomb to Grand Metalik. Um, and then eventually hits the Murphy's Law to Grand Metalik. Um, and then Murphy gets the pin. And Murphy getting going into the Australia show, Australia Super Show against Cedric Alexander. Exactly. And a couple weeks, right? Three oh, weeks? God. Tomorrow. Okay, let's fuck no, it. No, it's not tomorrow. <laughs> it's... Come on. Uh, it next might as well be. Uh, next up, we had, a, we had a video promo with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. And Mustafa Ali was telling Cedric, you know, I wish I could be here for you tonight, man. I wish I could tag with you, but, you know, you got to do your thing. I got to do mine. He says, oh, it's all right. I got my, my man to cover me. And that's when he found Hideo Tommy. Is this tag team Speaking of which, Hideo Itami, um, he like I think not I think it was a week ago, less than a week ago, maybe this week, uh, made his return to pro wrestling Noah. That's right, uh, facing one Nomichi Nomichi Marafuji. I think no. Okay, look, I'm gonna get the 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 the, the, the puro fan is going to crucify me. I know who that person. is. Yeah, Naomichi Marafuji um, on his 20th anniversary run yeah. as a wrestler. Um, face Tadeo Tommy and pretty much I think Marafuji wins after he kicks out of the GTS and so yeah it was more of just like a homecoming for Hideo Itami you know pro, he was formerly known as Kenta all capitalized letters yeah. Kenta um, he had a really really story did he rivalry. come out as Kenta or as Hideo Tommy? I don't know Okay, maybe Hideo Tommy. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting, considering that you know Hideo Tommy was all you know all within that WWE cocoon. You didn't, oh. you, you didn't think that he would like go else go anywhere elsewhere, but I think this might be the sign of like a working relationship of WWE with at least Noah, or or at least like some you know Japanese you know uh, indie. I mean not indie wrestling. Noah is a very very famous. For wrestling promotion, not as not it was not what it once was, but you know, I th- just thought it was just really super interesting that WWE is like o- is within an open working relationship with another Japanese wrestling pro- promotion, considering the fact that you know with yeah. the whole New Japan ROH thing, it's just like 
It's time to start uh, spreading their wings, and you know, it's it's kind of like how they're treating those British promotions, you know, exactly, with progress, yeah, progress, and they're having titles defended over there from time to time. Yeah, um, but sorry, I didn't mean Hideo Itami. I meant Akira Tozawa. So screw that whole segment you just said. You you. I'm kidding. Moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're right. That's that's really cool about Hideo Tommy. He was on the show later in the I night. I feel like because I so, as as soon as I was talking about it, like you were you were kind of lightweight signaling me to like stop too. Yeah. Like no, yeah. I let it go. But regardless, that happened. That, that's cool. But that, Hideo that, Tommy was not a member of the 205 Live and yeah. roster and was on the show tonight. Um, but you know, like I said, so that was interesting. Akira Tozawa is his tag team partner for later tonight. Uh, next up, we have Mustafa Ali. Uh, versus Michael Thompson, a jobber from the local area. But I guess Mustafa Ali is just cleared to compete again. Um, the whole thing was is that he has to prove himself against this competitor to Drake Maverick that he that he's okay to compete. But I thought he would... So have... you're okay to compete. <laughs> yeah, you have to compete to show that you're okay to compete. Um, and that's when Hideo Itami, the actual Hideo Itami, came to the ring. Not the fake uh, Kira Tozawa Hideo Itami. The actual real Hideo Itami came down. Just let it go, Corey. And was yeah. watching. No, you know what? I have to let, I have to keep this bit going. Um, he came down to the ring and was like, hey, I'm watching the match. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm up here. Uh, like, he really just watched the Get match. Get up, geek. Uh, Mustafa Ali won with the 054 to Thompson and got the pin. Uh, next up, we have the uh, main event of the evening, Drew Gulak versus, and Jack Gallagher versus Cedric Alexander and Akira Tozawa. I mean, decent match. Um but at some point, Nigel states that if Gulak or Gallagher pin Cedric in this match, that they could be inserted into the Super Show Cruiserweight Championship match, which I know is just some offhanded comment, but that's not how tag team wins work. Like, at least... He'll take it into consideration. I mean, I guess, like, you could say, like, well, any general manager could take anything into consideration, make anything happen. But, like, usually, for sure, like, if you pin the You're champion... way too much into this court. I'm... Well, I'm, that the, rest, the, the Puro Wrestling fan in me... Puro means Japanese wrestling. Yeah. The Puro Wrestling fan in me, the, the Pure Wrestling Wrestling fan in me, uh, wants to read too much into it. Uh, but, no, it, it was some offhanded comment. Uh, Tazawa hit a suicide dive on Jack Gallagher, but headbutts him directly in the jaw at a certain point. Um, didn't look planned at all, because um, Gallagher was holding his jaw for a minute. Um, at the end of the match, eventually Drew Gulak locked in the Gulak to Akira Tozawa and got the submission over him. So that was two, that was two, two five, five live. live. Yeah, nothing really happened besides uh, there was a certain point where at least they're not shying away from Drake Maverick and the uh, AOP thing on Raw. Um, you know, he, Gulak and Gallagher, yeah. you know, went up to him and kind of mentioned, "Hey, like." We think you're too focused on your managerial position with AOP than you are the general manager position here. He says, "Okay, I'll I'll get them on the phone if you want to have a meet. I can arrange a meeting with you with you guys and them. If you no 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 no, it's it's all right. But I would way really, to just treat your cruiserweights like you know. I well, mean, he's a heel. They're, they're like three times their size, so I mean, you can play it up like that. You know what I mean? It's a different division, so you can't just say like uh, once you know like Gulak. Yeah, I don't know. Like Daniel Bryan, he's like their size, so." I'm just I'm going off the deep end over here. I mean, it's just you have the. the did we discuss this in the sh- like in an earlier? Sh- I have really short term memory. Did we talk about it, the fact that whole like the whole Leo Rush and the whole Drake Maverick and the whole Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy. pretty much the whole spilling over of Two Hundred Five Live over to Raw? Oh, you mean uh, Drew Gulak? On, yeah, and he was on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, and just like, we talked. Me and Jose talked about it a little bit, and it's just lightweight, kind of like each each main roster like heavyweight gets their own cruiserweight as a pet. Like they're treating them like managers. Well, you heard you heard the rumor is right. Like just they're just gonna cut out, cut two hundred five live. And no, just... no, no. That was my thought. I that's what I thought. Um, but the new rumor is is that they're someone backstage is trying to convince somebody a lot higher up that man, having managers for people that can't talk that well uh, would be better off for them. I.e. Um, AOP with Drake Maverick, and he's a great talker. Uh, Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley. And uh, we, no one's really figured out what Drew Gulak's going to do on Raw yet. Well, he's also a good talker. Um, but they're also, trying- I can see Drew Gulak look. He has the look that like he can be a, kind of above a cruiserweight at that point. He's not that small. I think he's like 5'9". If he just bulks up a little bit more, he, right. could, he can pretty much just go, go to toe-to-toe with the main guy. We all know who hates He's not even that bigger. Like He's just as big as Finn Balor, for God's sake. We all know who hates uh, managers, you know. Vince. <sighs> Yeah, so somebody is trying to convince somebody, quote unquote, higher up, that having managers is a better uh, situation for Monday Night Raw. And it night. just uh, it, it, to me, it really this is a trial happen. period, quote unquote, of having we'll managers. We'll see, man. We'll see. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. That was uh, two hundred five live. So let's break this up. Let's get into the May Young Classic. Oh, because I, no, I, I feel like if you want to do like a chronological order, maybe like because NXT goes after, or unless you want me to do day one. Because I'd was I'd rather just do like the two both days yeah. together. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not gonna go too much into keep day ta- one. Keep me talking, that's fine. Keep my my lyrical lips moving. Uh we have NXT. You want the spotlight, you got the spotlight. We have NXT live from full sale well, pre recorded ahead of time. <laughs> from the full sale arena. Uh this took place Live according on, to the WWE network. Exactly. This took place on September twelfth, twenty eighteen. Uh we kicked off NXT with Champa. Coming down to the ring, they got rid of the uh, Tommaso part. You said right. At least that's what how they're referring to him now. I, I just based this off like some YouTube video I saw introducing his main theme music, mm. and that and the fact that you, you know, know you know what they you know what it was is they heard me call him Tom Asshole Champa, and they were like you know Tommaso is such a cool name though like it's so different from like the rest of Tommaso Champa are two just are two names you'd never hear Champa. in wrestling. In a wrestling context, and it just makes him so unique. If you just remove Ciampa, you kind of just, he's just kind of lumped together with all the rest of the people who got their half their names chopped. Yeah. Chompta. Chompta. Uh, yeah, so first off, he comes in, he's just, he's walking into the arena. He's just, he's he's in the house. Ciampa is in the house, guys. Don't worry. Uh, we have our first matchup on the night right after this. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Cesar Bononi and Adrian Jowd. I swear, these two Brazilian buddies, like, they just look like, not to indict the people, the good people of Brazil, listeners, um, these two just look like the trashiest dudes, like, you could possibly imagine, Jowd and Bononi. Jowd looks like, like they, Jowd. they just look like, they just look like the two bros who just go to the same club every week, but then, you know, well, just become Bononi does, for sure, because Bononi has, like, a pencil-thin mustache now, and a little, he has, like, a little twirl, like, uh, Clark Kent twirl in his hair i mean god knows what goes on in orlando I, hey man in the club scene in orlando what happens in orlando happen will probably happen somewhere else and someone's gonna get an std out of it and it's just gonna spread throughout all america and it doesn't get reported for a while and then you need to yeah yeah so <laughs> uh but it was a, it was a, it was an okay match um it was the returning uh oni lorkin's uh return um, the end of the match had an eye. Retorny Loken. Retorny Loken, no. That's what you, that's what, like, I thought that's what you were kind of going for. Uh, the end of the match had a high impact DDT by the Bald Brothers, which was kind of like, they set it up, it's kind of like a magic killer, uh, but instead of flipping, 
um, jowled around. They just had him land straight back on his head and push. That's him what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. I mean, it looked good. He should be. Uh, I mean, ja- it, yeah, it looked like a move that really, really hurt. As opposed to a magic magic killers don't really look like they hurt that much. It's like you kind of land on your side. It's like, ow, I'm I'm okay. I just need a icy hot patch. All right. No, I'm just. Yeah. yeah. You I think it no, hurts? I have no response to that. You have no response to the magic killer. I mean, other than it's a finisher, it's a tag team finisher. It is. Um, next up, we have Tommaso or Tommaso Ciampa uh, coming out to the ring. This is where he debuts his new music. It's pretty good. It's screamo, uh, which I don't. I'm not a big fan of. I'd, I'd I'd rather they just kept the the silence. Yeah, but they're gonna move him up to main roster eventually. So. Oh, I hope not. He would be so lost. Everyone he would, goes, he would ev- just be. I there. Everyone at this point, roster. I just don't think. Like it's we used to joke about it, like oh no, they shouldn't get called up. But then no, like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are the absolute two people who should never. I hope you know if they retire in NXT, I would be fine. Yeah, I mean they're the locker room leaders right now too. So yeah, so it's hard to. But you know, it's NXT's a school, man. There's always going to be locker room leaders there. I really don't think so. I like it's. I'm I'm really reaching that point where I really don't consider NXT as this like sort of. Uh, preliminary like you know c tier i really do think it's just a monster of its own just within the umbrella wwe umbrella right no i i mean i don't think of it i don't think of it as wrestling college i consider the people who aren't on nxt tv who are actually legitimately training within the performance center and like are doing house shows circuits also the undercards house shows for those nxt house shows I think that's the true like preliminary right, right, right. wrestling college. <clears throat> right, but it, that's stuff. that's the same goes with every like voca- I feel like vocational type thing. Like you have I, I went to culinary school. You didn't they didn't have like all of us like go to every competition like hey there's cooking competition everyone go. They would pick like the five best and brightest. And these are the best and brightest of NXT. So Violet Payne is the best and brightest of the women's division. Talk about like a just the most that is the most NXT name imaginable too. Yeah. Like something out of 2014. Uh, but, but we digress. Yeah. Uh, but Tommaso Ciampa comes out to the ring. He says this music is his the most polite way of telling the fans to shit up. Uh, he says when he wants to confront someone, he does it in the ring. He didn't take out Aleister Black, but man, he wanted to. And he wants to know who, 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 who did. Um, did the crowd do that? Yes, they did. Okay. Uh, he says, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And that's when it makes me, that's what makes me the greatest success story in NXT history. If you want to be a success, if you want to be a winner, if you want to be a champion, then follow the lead of Tommaso Ciampa. That was Tommaso Ciampa. I can definitely see that being like a, a whole, like a cult and he was kind like, of like, and he was like, have a good night. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Violet Payne versus Shayna Baszler. Um, this is, I guess, Payne's first match on NXT TV because I can't really remember any time I've seen her before. Uh, but it's against Shayna Baszler. So Shayna Baszler completely stomped a mud hole, as JR would say, in Violent Payne. Uh, joint manipulation by Baszler, forearm stomp, uh, which led to the Kirakona clutch by Shayna Baszler. She wins by submission after the match. Shayna Baszler leaves the ring but comes back to get the Kirakona clutch on her again. So, fun match. Um, I like Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah. Next up, we have Heavy Machinery. They're taking over the investigation, Michael, for Alistair Black. They're, they're helping they out. Like, little badges? No, I wish. They, that's deputy, next week. Or are they just deputy sheriffs? They need to be. Like, 
Sheriff Rico. They just become the new fashion police. Sheriff Rico, we found something. But um, like no, William Regal's the sheriff, and then um, Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovich are the deputies. It's like you ever play Red Dead? Yeah. yeah. It's like you. There's that. There was the. There was the marshal, and then there was like this one skinny guy, and then this one really fat guy. Mm-hmm. Those were always my. Those were my. Like it's really early in the game. Those were always my favorite characters. I always love deputy characters. And like they always some, seem like a, a couple of deputies uh, yeah. under machinery. Um, but their prime. Otis Dozovich would make the most adorable deputy. Just have him. Just have like a little hat. Dozovich says their prime suspect is Tomato Champs. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's when uh, Tucker kind of gave him a little look. Said, "No, Tomas Champa, dude." Uh, that's when Champa walks right behind them and says, "If you speak my name, you better mean it, boy." So, I like six minutes ago, five minutes ago, I complained about how like they shouldn't call people up, heavy machinery, call them up like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like within the setting, within the entertainment raw setting that they like have this emphasis on like jokey tag teams. I think heavy machinery would thrive in that out. setting. I just figured it out. Just call Dozovich. Add him to the New Day, dude. Add Dozovich I know, to the no, New Day. No, he shouldn't be in the New Day. He should be his own thing. Like him and Tucker Knight. I give you like if you make Tucker Knight the straight guy and then you make um, Otis Dozovich the real comedy goofball, like they could work really well. Like put them in the B team position. But then, like, book them a little bit stronger. B team, uh, machinery. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like machine heavy machinery should be <laughs> called up. It's just all of our fun. It's anything fun. We're fun. And NXT gets called up. It just gets spit on and just yeah, you want to have but then, fun. But like, okay, you see, like the revival, they were super serious, like within the main roster. But then, like, yeah, you have yeah. that within the context of like all these, you know, quote unquote comedy tag teams. And like you have the like with the B teams, the fashion files right. before pre Fandago getting injured, or yeah, I think they would be a great addition to the main roster. But you know, they're they're I could be wrong, and there could be a myriad of ways they can really fuck that up. But in the in on paper, they should be like you know right up there with a the new day. Uh, but Champa says uh, told Dozovich, he said next time you speak my name, be sure to do it in the ring. They get face to face, and that's when in walks William Regal. And tells Champa he wants to see him in his office immediately. And says says this match will happen eventually. So eventually we'll get Dozovich versus uh, Tomato Champs for the title. Oh, no. (laughs) He's going to die. Probably for the title, man. I don't. It's fun to have a fun it's, title. It's match. nice to have. Yeah, it, it's fun because there's, there's a, something on, that happened on Impact tonight that I'll get into later. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the same situation. So uh, next up, we have Undisputed Era, uh, just being douchebags in the back, just guys being dudes. Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> whoa, dude. Uh, Roderick Strong. Um, he says, "What's up with heavy? What's up with uh? What's up with uh? War Raiders, dude." They're like hiding all over the place. It's like they're playing hide and seek. Shaka, bro. He said. He said, I, I, I play hide and seek with my son all the time, and I win every single time. <laughs> that was a great line, by the it's way. Great. It's great. Uh, War Raiders, more like sneak attack raiders. Uh, Adam Cole doesn't care who wins between Dunn and Rico. That's next not week. clever at all. <laughs> I know. No, I get it. Douchebags. Uh, Adam Cole doesn't care who wins between Dunn and Strong next week for the title versus title v title match. Because he he'll inevitably get his rematch for, I uh, guess both titles because one of them's gonna have both titles if you I mean, there it can't be a double knockout or a double countout. I mean that can't possibly happen. Oh, it'll definitely happen. No, come on, Michael. Um, you said it. It's gonna happen. Murphy's law. He said he'll get buddy his, Murphy's law. He'll get his rematch, and you know what? That's undisputed. Boom. Next up, we have Lars Sullivan versus Raul Mendoza. My money's on Mendoza. 
It's gonna be a great match. Raul uh, Mendoza has been meaning to. I know he has been a bit like he's hasn't. Things just haven't been going his way lately, but um, I'm sure, given the right spotlight with the right amount, right amount of time, I think Raul Mendoza will take the NXT universe by storm. So freak accident. <laughs> uh, it was pretty much yeah. It was pretty much a squash. A little bit. No, Mendoza got at a little the, bit of offense. At the, at the like, beginning, he was at the pretty good. Though. At the beginning, though, it was yeah. it was pretty much a complete squash match, and then Mendoza towards the end he did gain some offense and um, to the point where I was like, "They're not." He was, it seemed pretty crisp too. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah. But I just I I wonder why he's not on on two hundred five live yet, or he should be. Yeah, like he's not like he's not something I'm like you know re- like just like going out of my way to see right to. But then like if he you put him put him against a guy like Mustafa Ali or Buddy Murphy. Mustafa. Or Cedric Alexander, I'm sure he'll get a good like a good twelve to twenty minute match. Jack Gallagher, twenty minutes is too much. Like twelve to fifteen minutes, twenty six minutes. No, Iron Man. Uh, best two, no, best two out of three, no time limit on uh, the Tokyo Dome. Eight man. What was that Against match? Kenny Omega. What was that match that Chris Hero did? It was like eight hour match or something like that. Oh no, I don't know. I do remember like there was this like a four hour match or something like that. I saw Chris Hero versus Brian Danielson last night. <laughs> yeah, evidently I had time for that because that was a forty-four minute video. But um, <laughs> sorry, yeah. why well, well, apologize, man? It's wrestling because I, I feel you like got, <laughs> you got to gain some wrestling somehow. Yeah, that was uh, a great match, by the way. Uh, anyways, um, definitely was not our next team. Freak, freak accident. Uh, Sullivan pins Mendoza. Yeah, there, there's that. Next up, we have Pete Dunn with his parking lot promo. Um, he says, "What happened two weeks ago was completely Ricochet's fault." Did he have his mouth guard still on? <laughs> No, he didn't. I keep it with well, I feel I'll like he doesn't move his lips a lot when he talks. Just the way, man. You know, well, he, just, he just does what he does. the way you conduct the business. He says, Ricochet's been champion for five minutes. I've been the longest reigning champion in WWE right now. Now I'll have to worry about us having two champions to hold my teeth with. A bond a cup car. He wants to hold both his champions with with his teeth. Both the championship belts. He said the only thing he has to worry about now. Make sure he wears that mouse guard. Yeah. Because God knows how how much fight those that teeth he has le- has left in him. Yeah. Have you seen his teeth? Ugh. No. Are they bad? Well, come on. He's British. Oh, hey. We have some fans in Britain, okay, young man? Oh, sorry, Zaya Brooks. I'm sure your teeth are very lovely. Have you seen Zaya Brooks? Those are lovely teeth. In fact, you know what? She wins bumper today. She wins bumper. It's all because of you. I'm kidding. Uh, next up, we have uh, Ricochet's rebuttal. He says, "He says, homeboy," because uh, he says, "I'm sorry." He just says, "Homeboy," every every time he talks. Because he's Ricochet, like that's right. really only like that was like one of like his weakest like points in the, even on the indies, even said, without a WWE. He like, said, "Homeboy," you know, all the time. Script. No, he doesn't just say. He's just not good in the mic. Um, then he just kinda, he's kind of corny. He says, uh, five minutes <laughs> feels more like a month to me." Yeah, it wasn't really much of a rebuttal. He just was like, I'm going to win. It's a ricochet. I'm going to win both those titles. Uh, next up, we have a Forgotten Sons video package. Oh. Who? The Forgotten Sons. Jay Cutler. Apparently. Um, I forgot. Wait, Jay Cutler? The uh, I don't know. Yeah, Jay Cutler of the, 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 the NFL uh, quarterback. Does he still play for the Bears? No. Okay, yeah. He should, plays in Miami. That's really... Oh, really? See, I have no idea. Um... They had a video package. It was taped in a junkyard. Um, they said they've been forgotten, but now that nobody will forget about them again. So it's 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 kind of cool, I guess. It's kind of like um, kind of like I feel like a Walking Dead kind of anarchy, anarchy post apocalyptic group. So yeah, see what they can do. <sighs> Days gone in uh, in retailers February twenty second or whatever. What? It's a video game starring oh. a biker. Oh. Uh, next up, we have a backstage segment. 
sorry, I didn't know how to label this one. Um, first off, it started out with a camera asking a group of fans what they thought of Ricochet. I think he's good. Like, I think he sucks. It was like we. It was the weirdest. It was like ten, like sixteen-year-olds just sitting in a group, like inside the Full Sail Arena. It's like, hey guys, what do you think about Ricochet? Oh, he's great. Yeah. Hey, there's something happening behind you. There's something happening. Cameraman goes, what? There's something happening behind me. Was it the Alistair Black incident? No. Oh. No, no. So then he turns around and he notices, uh, what was it? Where am I? Okay, here we go. Aaliyah and Dakota Kai arguing. Ooh, they're yelling back and forth. That's when uh, Lacey Evans walks in. She starts yelling too. Who asked for this? What? This this rivalry. Who asked for Aaliyah? And then walks Diana Perrazzo and she says, do you guys have something to say? Lacey Say Evans. it to my face, Lacey Alex Evans Riley and style. Uh, Lacey Evans and Deanna Pro- or uh, ah, see, you got me confused. Lacey Evans and Aaliyah say, "No, no, we're good, we're good." All right, <laughs> um, yeah, but I felt like this was the most impact thing I've seen on WWE. Oh, they do this all the time, dude. No, not to this extent. This felt like so impact backstage to me, like more so than ever. All right, sometimes, fair enough. Fair sometimes enough. NXT can be campy, and I like that. Like it's fun campy, but this was just like weird. Like uh, it's like, like an episode of Cops. Uh, yeah, I was just like, like uh, I was shaking my head. You know, you can be you can be a little bit more experimental with this kind of stuff in NXT. Yeah. Next up, we have Sheriff Regal uh, continuing the um, the uh, what do you call it uh, when you ask somebody questions? Interrogation. Interrogations starts off with Kyrie Sane, and uh, she's in a cocktail dress, which I thought was random. She's just wait like, who? I'm sorry, Kyrie Sane. <clears throat> In a cocktail dress. Yeah. Maybe she was when you gotta when you gotta be interrogated She's, by Sheriff Regal at eight, but you gotta be in the club by eight forty five. That's true. Come on now. That's true. Very true. She Who knows what's in the Orlando nightclub scene? We should we should try sometime. Some sort of pirate theme party. Maybe. But Paul, then she's in a cocktail maybe dress. Maybe Paul Birchall was there. Why 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 would he be there? He's a pirate. Paul Birchall? Yeah. Uh not Dan not Danny Birch. Paul Birchall, the pirate. Okay. Yeah, you, remember, you know what I'm talking about, right? I have no idea what you're talking remember about. Remember the guy, he had the pirate gimmick in 2007? Oh, boy. Of uh, SmackDown, he was like, oh, All I can think about is Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> no, that's Kyrie Sane's theme song. Um, but he asked us, uh, she just like, no, 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 thank you. All right, bye. Um, then in walks Cassius Ono. Um, first off, he says, uh, William Regal tells Ono, he says, there's no need to interrogate you, Ono. Uh, Kyrie Sane just accounted for your... Um, whereabouts that night he goes, oh. it's, it's oh no <laughs> he says oh you don't need to ask me just like you don't ever need to ask me huh nobody oh. ever sees me you don't look at me anymore mom that's pretty much how i took it um but he just basically said that every, oh, it's oh no he says look at he says yeah i seem a little perturbed it's because i was the the hottest new free agent to come in here and how many new free agents have come in and leapfrogged over me is your next shiny toy let me know when he gets in matt and riddle I'll, and i'll take care of him Bro. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it really is Matt Riddle. Yeah, he's it's going Matt after He's going after Oh, Chris Hero, Matt Riddle, Reseda Center, PWG, Bola, day three. Did they have a match? No. No. Okay. No, Matt Riddle started wrestling like when Cassisono was like still in the. And you know what? That's not true. No, I saw Cassisono. I, I, I did see him on Chris one card. My first indie show, I saw him on a card together. Yeah. But didn't face each other. Yeah. I, we'll say that. It was Matt Riddle versus uh, Chucky e. T. I'll take it. I'll take it. In Matt hardcore, Riddle in versus a hardcore match. Chris Cachazono versus Matt Riddle. That's going to be hot. It's going to be fun. And a lot of people are speculating War Games probably. So, As early as War Games? I think so, it's too. November, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, shit. But then did 
Has Matt Riddle shown? Has Matt Riddle shown up to any tapings? Not yet. Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't read any sports. Or you think it's going to be his debut at War Games? It, well, he'll show up to a taping. He'll show up and be like, "Bro, like I'm I'm wrestling Cassius Ono. Are you fucking serious?" That's how he reacts. I really he, hope he like he's like, dude, let's go, let's go in the back and like chill, man. Like, like Kat, come on, you were you were the coolest dude when we were in Los Angeles, bro. You handed me my first uh, joint when we were. He's like, dude, shut up, dude. Say that. That's a nice kimono. Where you get it, man? <laughs> See, they they would be like best friends. Like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'll give you. Hey, you're, you're like you know, like I know you're in the more of the plump side. I could you know lean you out, man. I think Matt Riddle would be okay wearing some baggy clothes. He seems like a baggy clothes guy. I don't think he wears like I think well no. The thing is, like, yeah, he'll probably wear like a baggy top, but I don't ever envision that guy ever wearing pants. He's just one of those dudes. I think that's just your your fantasies. No, but then like he'll just he's he's he's, no, he's just like a he's he's just a shorts guy all the way, and he never wears shoes because that's just him. Like he'll wear flip flops. I think it's weird when people don't wear shoes. Like I've seen people in public not wear shoes, like in the San Francisco streets. I'm like, dude, I'm like, bro. 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 I mean, like Sant, like he'll he'll he. I mean, he wore flip flops to the freaking arena, yeah, with a suit, bro, and a hat, bro. But uh, yeah, that's 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 probably that's the only logical direction they could take that. Yeah. Oh no, the Ono versus the Bro, the Bro versus the Ono, Bro versus the Ono, Brono, Brono. They, they just bro- make a Bro knows. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Nikki Cross versus uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, this continues there uh, after they kind of had a face to face in the interrogation a couple weeks back i'm sorry i just gotta retrace man fucking matt riddles in wwe yeah he's moved to orlando too oh jesus so i wonder if he actually gave up crazy i honestly wonder if he's given up the pot that's like really a question i have it's because they're definitely yeah yeah okay they're not the high they're not the they're not the highest on it (laughs) um they're not it's legal i mean it's not legal in florida no definitely not so that's why it's yeah yeah anyways um i I, honestly you know what it was is Hey, just don't tell us. We just don't want to know, okay? All right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I definitely see. Like, because it's, come on. Like, just fucking. The, just shut the fuck up about it, okay? Like, Randy Orton, like, they created a whole entire system just for Randy Orton to continue, like, you know, doing what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next, like I said, Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross, the only member of Sanity that's still booked properly. What she's probably like, nah, guys, it's cool. Go make your main roster debut. I'm going to stay back down here because I'm going to have more fun down here. She is fun, Nikki Cross. She really is. Um, the beginning of the match, <laughs> looking like she had a little too much fun, like bordering borderline, like like a six year old. I had that. It is same kind opinion. of unsaid, like <laughs> like she, she's like a baby. She was crawling around the ring at times too, and, and saying like, "I want to play, I want to play." You ever seen that? Th- you watch Thirty Rock? Thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that I've watched episode. like seven, seven. Oh, there's the a, there's series. this one episode where like this one lady, so like she gets hired into the the only she gets there's the um, Liz Lemon hires. They ha- the, the writing staff like employs oh, I'm, this oh, one, oh, I'm a sexy baby. A sexy I'm a baby. Sexy baby. Yeah. yeah. But like she's that. like really not. Like, she, like she, she actually like, isn't. She's like trying to hide from her boyfriend. I was like trying to kill her. Yeah. So sorry, it's, spoilers, that's what, spoilers. That's what kind of reminds me of Nikki Cross where like it's it's unsettling. It's a little to, unsettling. It is a little, And like it's just not the right angle. Well, at least like, she's not trying to act like a sexy baby. Yeah, that's true. She's <laughs> literally like like the like the just the, the crazy baby. She's like a like a toddler. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, it, it's a little weird. The the craziness of Nikki Cross versus the athleticism of Bianca Belair. Uh, military press to Nikki Cross. Um, eventually, a sleeper outside of the ring. Bianca Belair falls back on Nikki Cross on the ramp, 
and uh, to knock out Nikki Cross. Double countout finish uh, to the match, um, which ended. Yeah, I feel like Nikki Cross could have easily like let like could have easily could just take this loss. I feel like she could have, and you would protect Nikki Cross. But because uh, Bianca Belair, because you have, because I feel like they, had I felt this like they were both of, at this kind of same level. I, I don't think so. I think Bianca Belair has a ton of like potential in her, and for her to lose, not lose, but then with the double countout, it kind of. It kind of just stalls that a little bit. Uh, but after the match, Bianca Belair attacks Nikki Cross, and the fight continues into the crowd. So they're just going to continue this. Blair throws Cross over the announcer's table, and Nikki Cross with uh, Nikki's cross body. That's I was trying to work on a name for it. Uh, off the announce table, yeah, the fight continues. She does a cross body into the refs and everyone. So that'll probably be a match in the coming weeks. Um, and one of them will get the one, probably Bianca Belair. And Nikki Cross probably get out, out the door. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get crazy. Out. Get out crazy. No, no, no. You didn't pass the mental evaluation this week. So yikes. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so May Young Classic. Let's oh, get to May Young. That was it for. That was it for. That was it for NXT. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so May Young Classic. We unfortunately did not have a B show up and running last week, so I'm only going to cover a little bit of day one because I do feel like it is worth covering. Um, so let's get on to it. May Young Classic. The this is a as you as evidently said before, uh, May Young Classic is an all women's tournament. Is it how I lost count? How many people are in this tournament? A lot. A lot. Okay. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. Um, yeah. Sure. It's either sixteen or thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think th- if you do 32, you got to do twice. If they're showing once a week, it Four has matches. to be 16. Yeah. 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 Okay, so or I'm not going to get too much into day one, but uh, we started off with... Uh, well, we got... Well, to first start things off, we got Renee Young, Beth Phoenix, and Michael Cole on commentary. I will say this, though, about having Renee Young and Beth Phoenix on the commentary table. Uh, th- their voices are very similar, and it can be kind of. I I don't think so. I I maybe because since I like I know I've been I know the voice of Renee Young. Yeah. After all these years, like I'm able to differentiate, but I can definitely see that. No, from it's a just casual like viewer. You know, like yeah, if if you're someone if you're like not paying attention, one because like me and you, we watch it. We're like in depth. Like okay, who's that in the crowd? Is someone gonna pop it? You know. Yeah. Um, but like, to the casual viewer, I feel like if you're like cleaning your room or you're doing something while watching this, it could be like, wait, who's? It doesn't really make a difference who said things. But and I understand. Uh, and if they're gonna do May Young Classic next year, I can fully 100% see it's you see it being only Renee Young and Beth Phoenix without Michael Cole on commentary. Because I under, I lightweight kind of understand why you put Michael Cole on the commentary because Renee Young is relatively inexperienced. But I thought like right now, like I thought I, I thought Renee Young and Beth Phoenix were absolutely. Great on commentary. I think Renee Young has so had, far. There's some spots where she's not fully comfortable. It doesn't seem like she's fully comfortable yet in that. Like she's still thinking on her feet, and just like Michael Cole was when he was a young announcer. But then she she brings a level of enthusiasm that Absolutely. I think gels very well with everyone else. They just, and she actually and, she, and and she also has a level of credibility as well since you know having dedicated five years of her life with like within here, like she comes off as authentic, way more fucking authentic than goddamn Coachman. I will say this, more like Roachman. She brings a, she brings a sense of youth to the table too because yes, Michael even Corey Graves comes off a little not he doesn't come off young. At all, he comes off like a he's mature. Kind of a grump too. I mean, but that's kind exactly. of exactly. He he's like that guy who's like in his thirties, but is like acts like he's like six. He acts like he yeah. He acts like he's on the know. He's kind of like CM Punk like that. Exactly. Um, but uh, but not like CM Punk because he still cares about his friends. Oh yes. Uh, we start off with well, I the inaugural match uh, was between Tegan Knox and Zatara. 
Uh, I thought this match was going to go a different way, but I guess I didn't read that um, that Tegan Knox um, injury report quite well then. Oh, uh, well, since these were pre-taped, we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zataras from Chile, Tegan Knox as well. Uh, according to the story, Tegan Knox had to pull out last year due to the ACL injury two weeks before the event, and nothing will absolutely go wrong this year. She's Michael Cole's favorite, and since when has he ever been wrong? Into the match, we got a high crossbody from Knox to a two count and double knees to the face to Knox a la Andrade San Almas with Knox's neck just pivoting from that force. Let's go, Tegan Chance, Shining Wizard out of nowhere from Knox for the pin and the win. Cole continues to talk about the knee, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Regardless of what comes next for her, you know, with the whole taping, I thought this was a really good showing for Tegan Knox. They it evidently this a, was this was definitely up. presented in a way that they have very they are very high on her. She needs to cover up that damn brace, man. A brace, her knee brace. Oh, that's gonna hurt somebody eventually, dude. I She's mean, doing like a shining her, like, wizard, like her own. She's like slamming her knee into someone's face with a brace on the outside. I'm just sorry, yeah. like it's gonna slam into someone's face eventually and but break their face open. I thought Anyways. Knox had a. She nat- looks great though. She yeah. looks great. I thought Knox had a natural, likable, likable charisma to her. That not many performers have, like you know, you know, whenever you look at like a performer that you never have any history like it, watching prior, and they're like, "Oh, this person's very likable." I saw that. In Tegan it's Knox. funny. I think she had a growth spurt, like from when, when like last year to now, because she looks a lot older now, and not older in a bad way, just more mature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next match we got Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. MJ comes out to a knockoff version of Ti's "Bring Him Out." Did you notice that? No. Yeah. Uh, Ray Ripley comes out to. Oh, she's great, man. Yes, I love Ray Ripley. Ray Ripley comes out to Screamo, which makes her the biggest heel of the company in my book. I thought it was just not. It, no, uh, we got drop. Uh, Ripley drop kicks MJ in midair as she was just about to do a springboard. Ripley then drop kicks her face, delays the vertical suplex from Ripley to a two count. Abdominal stretch applied to MJ. Cole says on commentary that Ray Ripley is a Miz fan. Renee bursts out a chuckle, and so did I. MJ screams and mounts a comeback hope that, spot. That, that's true. She actually did say it. She grew up watching The Miz and actually um, inspiring to be like The Miz on the mic. Of course. A springboard dropkick from MJ. Pump handle powerbomb from Ripley for the pin and the win. I thought this match was pretty good. Ripley showed great intensity with great authenticity. That's and the future of the women's division right there. Is Ray Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. And uh, she really got over being a powerhouse in this tournament. Like, MJ, mm-hmm. like, she had an okay offense. Still needs a bit of work, but she kind of held her own. Oh, MJ Jenkins? Yeah. I liked her energy. Yeah. She was fun. She was a lot of fun to watch in the ring. Yeah. Uh, next match, we got Vanessa Mount Craven versus oh my Lacey God. Lane. Craven, she has a smile that looks just like Pennywise from It. She reminds I me of... I swear. What was that show? Like, was it Alias? There's a girl with like black hair or whatever. Anyways, maybe never mind. Um, uh, I'm old. Uh, but Lacey Lane, great. I love her. I hope she wins the she's whole thing. Scary looking. She says she's playful at first, but will kill you the first chance she. G- well, not. I was paraphrasing that, but she'll get you the first chance she gets, just like Pennywise. Uh, Lacey Lane has a background in basketball and a, and strong style, which I thought was a very interesting combination. And I love her whole look. You know, she actually mentioned something about being biracial and never being accepted growing up too. And I have, oh, you know, yeah. I like that too because I have a you, bi- you're I, very related. I have very a biracial sister. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. oh really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I can understand the struggles. Not personally, because hey, what can I say? I'm a white guy with blonde hair. Uh, Lane blew her spot when she attempted a handhold arm drag by falling mid 
mid-drag. Craven tosses Lane on the apron and sets a tree of woe and chops Lane. More chops to Lane. Running knee to the corner from Lane. Wins a change to Lane for near fall to the, and the audience are behind Lane at, the, Lane at this point. Cannonball attempt but misses from Craven. Crucifix powerbomb from Lane for the upset victory. I think Lane has a lot of potential if you give her another year in developmental. I could see her being a good member of the roster. I don't think Craven is ready for TV. Nope. I don't. I mean, I don't really or think like, either, but I don't want to rip yeah, on her and say no, yeah. but like, she's good. I mean, it's not because she's bad. It's just that she just scares me. <laughs> I just want to know. She has a good, I mean, she's got a, she's got a certain look and yeah. I just don't know. It's, I see, I feel like it's kind of ECW on sci-fi network look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Natal- and so we are here. We are backstage. Natalia gets interviewed by Shadia Beseso. You heard? You heard about this woman? No. Because apparently she is the first Middle Eastern woman signed by the WWE. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I thought like I never heard of her prior to this. Like when I saw when I heard her interviewing like Natalia, like wait, why? Like they're this woman has like a really thick accent. Like why? I mean, I, I I'm all for like diversity hires, but then like why would you get a well, a foreigner like a person with a really thick accent to be an interviewer? But then I looked her up and I'm like, whoa, they're she was originally supposed to be like so she was I think she was fresh off like those Saudi Arabia not Saudi Arabia hell no, but then like when they were going worldwide with their like picking, I apparently she got scouted out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, good for uh, good for her. Uh, nonetheless, Natalia says it's an honor to be a part of the Mae Young Classic and is cheering for Mia Yim and Ayo Shirai. So, watch out. Our main event for the for, for day one, Mako Satomura versus Killer Kelly. Mako Satomura has been wrestling 22 years, even wrestling for WCW. She's the current KOD Openweight Champion at DDT, a promotion that bred the likes of Kotobushi and one Kenneth Omega. Ooh. Uh, Killer Kelly is from Lipson, Portugal, a first for WWE, and she kicks and does a dragon sleeper, and she is just so gorgeous, too. Because, you know. Who's it? Killer Kelly? Killer Kelly. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Uh, Kelly Kelly? No. No. Um, Miko Satomura. Ah, she's you know she's uh she's attractive in her own right. Hey man, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mango oh, comes. Oh, okay, go ahead. K- Killer Kelly looks great. She's uh she was she wrestled in the UK yeah show too. So yeah, I like her whole uh her whole thing she's got going on. It's like submission, yeah. strong style mm-hmm. specialist. She was trained by a bunch of guys, so you could tell too because that's when you know you're really good when you get trained by a bunch of guys being dudes. But you can just tell you know some some people's uh the way they wrestle it was more of a strong style to it. So okay. she wasn't holding back. Mango comes out with the most badass kimono and theme in a WWE presentation in a very long time. Uh, something about her age and charisma, I'm just a very big fan of. Like, seriously, yeah. Mako Satomura. I She's need the female to- John Cena, too. Some might say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very fast kicks from Mako, crisp arm lock and takedown from Mako. I can already tell this woman is going to like go on a tear this entire tournament at this point of the match. Mako counters a head scissors with a forearm to Kelly's face. Big boot to the chest of Mako from Kelly. Modified Boston Crab from a combination headlock from Mako that just looked tremendous. Kicks and takedowns from Mako. Vertical suplex from Kelly. Cartwheel with a double legs to the spine from Mako. Dragon sleeper to the top corner from Kelly. At this point, this match just kind of just enters like this just like this third gear um corner drop kick from kelly shibata was cited as an influence for her by the way which you can you can totally tell from that corner drop kick uh paley kick from satamora and then a death valley driver for the pin and the win mako satamora advances she hits the she hits the fu or the attitude adjustment it's a death valley driver because it's 
straight up to the neck as she drops. Come on now. Come on. It's 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 stop selling Mako Sanamora short, all right? I'm not selling her short. It's an attitude adjustment, man. You're just why you got why you got to why you got to complete why do you got to compare it to a to a male like instantly? Why can't she just be her own person? Okay, sorry. It was a Dream Valley driver, okay? That's better. So okay, I so thought now, it was an see, <laughs> this isn't a sexist thing. This is a John Cena thing. I could tell. I'm yeah, kidding. Well, you know. Uh, excellent main event match. I thought this was an excellent main event event match. Easily created excitement for the tournament for like for going forward for this. I thought the commentary team for Cole, Phoenix, and Young was really good and thought they did a good job generating excitement for the matches going forward. Like it's way better than fucking Lita and Jr. I thought those two were terrible. Oh yeah, Jr. sucks. Yeah, Jr. sucks now. I'm sorry, he does. And I think the show was probably why Renee is calling Raw. Like permanently now, I think this really was just like okay, we like her. Let's get, and I really do think like Cole went to bat for her because oh, she absolutely, is, she said that a million times. I yeah, think, that she he has stood up for her and getting her on that um, announce yeah. table when he can. So a very good first day of the tournament, really great show, perhaps the best that week when it, we released that when yeah. that released. So uh, I released think, that week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on to day two, day two, day two, day two. Yeah. It's uh, we start off with Deanna Parazzo versus Priscilla Kelly. Kelly is from Moon Creek, Georgia, and she likes to play mind games. And the the clip they used for her, did you notice? Um, who was she wrestling in that? Who was she wrestling? Jordan Grace. Oh wow! I like how friend they friend of should... the show. I wish. Okay. Friend of a former friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, oh. yeah, I did like how at least they 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 were prominently showing the Jordan Grace's like face. Yeah. Um, but I just thought Who it was knows? Maybe I just thought it, I just thought it, there, re, there had to be reason why they picked yeah. it and I wonder if it had anything to do with all in it was just a speculation uh, Deanna Parazzo is from New Jersey and she likes to pinpoint the arm and break it and was she the Fu- Fuji- Fujiwara arm Fuji- bar special Fujiwara there was no R in it was there yes there is oh. it's, it's a very very well known hold how dare you mispronounce that very historic hold Corey get out Fujiwoo she was an alternate last year, <laughs> thus motivated this, thus motivating her this year even further. Parazzo is wearing a jacket written on the back, Fujiwara Armbar Specialist. Corey, pay attention. Cole mentions that Priscilla Kelly was featured on my big fat Roman Reigns gypsy wedding. Because she's a Roman gypsy. Yeah. Um, as she enters the ring. I'm surprised you didn't notice what I said there. Um, we get a shot of Samoa Joe and his aviators attending the taping live. Uh, Parazzo extends her hand. Kelly slaps it, you know, because heels. Matt wrestling from Parazzo. Front face kick from Kelly, followed with forearms. Dragon sleeper from Kelly to a point where it was shot in an angle where, uh, well, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, chops from Parazzo, followed by a springboard into a drop kick. An STO from Kelly, but Parazzo counters with a Fujiwara armbar as she jumps to apply more pressure. Kelly taps for the win and the pin. Short match. Um, I mean, this was a short show in general. It was like four, only 48 minutes well, long. Well, that, that Fujimumu uh, armbar came out of nowhere. Yeah. She, like, uh, she just uh, jumped up and down, applying more pressure, just really emphasize that she really is good at that. I really like the Fuji armbar. Yeah. She uh, put Parazzo over and really sold the story, and I am not selling your mispronunciation of that name. You so. just did. And really sold the story it. of her being an alternate <laughs> this year and then advancing to the second round. So good good on you, Diana. Good and on her. Yeah. Apparently she's you know on NXT. We'll see what's up with her. What up with coming. that? Yep. 
next match. Big oh, Swole Big Ariel. Swole. Big He's Swole great. Ariel Monroe versus Zeuxis. I like uh, Big Swole. She had a lot of energy Zuxies. coming this match. Yeah. Um, I really liked, you know, her whole character. You know, she did that whole thing where... So it's unfortunate she's not good at anything else. Uh, Ariel Monroe hey. is from Clearwater, she's Florida. She's good at being a mother. I don't know that, but <laughs> she she that that her kid was in audience with her husband Cedric Alexander, and they both looked healthy. So yes, uh, we must point out that uh, Ariel Monroe is the wife of Cedric Alexander because for whom he was they in the have... audience. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, if if he wasn't, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Oh yeah, no, I had this on my nose. Oh, I might okay. as well since you've mentioned him already, completely disrupting the flow of my entire. Oh my thing. goodness! You know, I might as well just skip this match. I'm actually just gonna leave this show right now. Okay. Nonetheless, no, I'm kidding. Okay, now Don't I need to. See, and uh, Zeuxis is. I just wrote my notes. Zeuxis is a luchador. <laughs> Zeuxis uh, enters a song that se- that conveys that you know that pretty much conveys zero lucha flavor. I thought this was like the most generic thing you could possibly. It was like a like a kind of countryish song. Right? Yeah, I thought it was like it it's... wasn't lucha at all, and I just think it was just so innoc. What do you call it? Uh, incongruent with her character. Like, I, I feel you, but like I've talked to like when I was talking to Gabriel about things like this in the past, he's always mentioned he's like, why does always all luchadors have to come out to like some sort of like Latin style of music? And so I, might as well just like play like something out of like a bar in uh, <laughs> like something you'd play in like the background of a bar might, in Tijuana. Might be a song she likes. I don't know, but yeah, um, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it was like so generic that okay, she's definitely losing. Uh, Ariel Monroe is an Air Force member and is the wife of Cedric Alexander. I'm in this portion of my notes now. Who's in attendance? Ariel stops and tells Zeuxis, you touch my hair, you're going to get popped in the mouth. That, she was, then that weakly- was good, too, yes. the whole crowd popped. Yeah, she then weakly knees her in the face. Zeuxis messes with Ariel's hair to booze. Ariel then puts her down with some hand thing that I completely was just baffled by. Zeuxis then tosses Ariel ground- around and goes for the hair again. Camel clutch from Zeuxis and messes with her hair again. Running uppercut from Ariel to Swole Chance. Weird cartwheel and delayed kick from Ariel. Bridge pin to near to a near fall. Top rope Spanish fly from Zeuxis La- for the pin and the win. The La Desora, right? Yeah, call- sure. I just wrote top rope Spanish fly because no, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. No, yeah, yeah. Totally expected Monroe to win, but if they needed more heels to advance, then, you know, you can do worse. Sloppy match uh, made baby Odessa cry, maybe because she was crying because she didn't like the match at all. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not uh, the fact that Mom it, it lost. Was, it, it was, the match kind of sucked it was, too. It was a horrible match, but um, I mean that top that top rope Spanish fly was pretty awesome. Yes. I will, that kind of made up for the entire match. So I think it's probably like the only thing they rehearsed in that match. Um, but nonetheless, Zeuxis to you know to relatively to relative you know amount of booze, modest amount of booze yeah. because they, they liked Ariel Monroe, which yeah, whatever. Uh, now, coming up next, Casey Caranzaro versus Reina Gonzalez. The, the, you got the pre-match vignette. Casey Caranzaro has a background in American Ninja Warrior. Well, she was the first woman to ever win yeah. the American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, which is, you know, not easy. I don't know. No. I don't know much about American Ninja Warrior. Are those I, works? I don't think so. I think it's because it's on television. Maybe because like, they really do put some reality television spin on it. I just automatically assume it's a work. Yeah, but like. We still say things like, oh, the first woman's champion in WWE. That was the work, too. So, so. they're just going like, <laughs> to I don't know. But, but I seriously, though, Casey Cananzaro is a star, and she hasn't been in the ring for more than a minute. That oh, God, en- yeah. That entrance where she climbs the post is awesome. And just just from that moment alone, like, oh, okay, I get it. Athleticism, yeah. charisma, 
And that fucking smile on her. Oh, my God. She's yeah, a great smile Seriously. On her. Reina Gonzalez is six foot and 200 pounds and just pretty much throws Casey around. Candazaro is five foot, 100 pounds. Yes, quite the quite the differentiation. It was kind of like Braun versus Ellsworth. but uh, Pinball type of match where Casey bounces off Reina. Tr- like, seriously, some truly, impre- some truly impressive selling on Casey's part. They really got over the fact that Casey, she's only been training at the Performance Center in six months. But if you told me she was training there for like two years, I would have believed you. Well, she's like a... Uh, she's a gymnast for how long like her entire she's life she's just very athletic like super athletic like she does this really cool spot where she holds in place and like she like she holds into the on top the ropes. ropes yeah well, and she's, she's on the ropes, ropes like like it's kind of like a cartwheel right yeah you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the spot i'm talking about and this is like it's, it's she's just so graceful on her like it's just so graceful the way like she's kind of weightless in that course sort of sense okay i will say this but at, at the same time being weightless I felt like she had like watching her th- like even get any offense against uh, Reina, Reina Gonzalez, Gonzalez. Um, was kind of unbelievable because I was like she doesn't like weigh enough to throw Reina Gonzalez so anywhere. She, like she needed to be a bit more like stiff. A little yeah, bit. it was just too. She she was kind of like she's she's kind of she, like showing floating around her. Kinda. Yeah, she's kind of like Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact or Johnny wrestling. Yeah, simply, not Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, no, not Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, um, Johnny, so yeah, Johnny All Pro Wrestling. Uh, surprise, cra- <laughs> yes. surprise cradle pin for the win. Casey advances. Uh, but yeah, I just think that you you put Casey Cunanzaro like give her another six months in the PC and then put her within that NXT like. You know, put her in that NXT family. I feel like she can be like one of their biggest stars easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Post match celebration with Gonzalez putting Casey on her shoulder. Oh, all the Tanahashi and Shibata in the G1 finals. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was quickly reminded of. And I really thought like Gonzalez is just going to drop her like that because like Gonzalez, she just had this blank look on her face. But then apparently they cut to Cole, Phoenix, and Renee Young, and that was it for it. So Casey Cunanzaro uh, advancing. Nice. Yeah. Now, next up, our main event, Mercedes Martinez versus Ashley Rain. Mercedes Martinez, two-time Shimmer champion. Uh, Ashley Rain, former two-time full-time job worker. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, she has time to do that, Shimmer and this. Ashley Rain, formerly known as Madison Rain of TNA in their their knockouts division. Horrifying brain buster from Martinez on Rain to start off that match. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, the modified brain buster. Yeah. Um, delayed vertical suplex, and I mean delayed on Rain. Like she like held her up for like thirty seconds easily. Modified net breaker. A lot of modifications, man. They're trying to make themselves different. Modified net breaker on Martinez. Sliding forearm, then a sliding clothesline from Rain. Diving crossbody to Martinez, followed by a guillotine drop. Fisherman Buster on Rain from Martinez for the pin and the win. Off to all in you go, Ashley Rain. Yeah. Because she was in that four-way. Was she? Yep. Oh, wow. I forgot. Uh, decent match. Uh, but really, like, th- what really got this over was the fact that Mercedes was going to face Mako, the- Mako Satamora within the next round, which that should be quite the happening. Yeah. You, uh, forgot to, you forgot to mention who was in the crowd during one of the matches. One of the... Undisputed Era. The, no, the Pioneers. But then the, also Undisputed Era. Right. Match, but during earlier match, uh, one of the Pioneers of the women's division. Natalia? Izzy! Izzy was in the crowd! Sorry, I just I wrote that down. I had this all set up, and I just had to say, okay, go on, never mind. And you, okay, but Izzy. undisputed era was in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, for the last match, the one thing I was kind of hoping is that they would step in the ring and give um, uh, Martinez. I don't band. think they want to give 
Izzy enough attention. Oh, make Izzy uh, uh, undisputed. No, it's just everything Mar- about Mar- everything about that whole Izzy Izzy business is just super weird to me. Come on now. What? That she's training to be a wrestler? Yes, a lot of people train to be wrestlers at 12 years old. I will defend that because a lot of people do train that. Taking choke slams in a show like that and being put like that, that's weird. I will agree on that. But there are a lot of people out there that do train at that age. I mean, and we hey, don't hey, let's, hey, it worked out well for Paige. Well, I mean, I, I get in her situation, but you can't judge every situation based on Paige's body and how it helped. I just, over time. I mean, the, well, the fa- also the fact that you know, there she's doing, she's already doing signings and like she already has T-shirts up for sale. Like, hey, you make your money, sure, whatever. It's just, it feels. Just, I just feel bad because it, it's, it just feels like super stage mommy, stage dad, because it's really them that's being her manager, right? And if it was, just, I support the fully training of her, mm. but the full. The making signings and everything that's a little much, and like they make sure she's in the NXT crowd, and that's a little it's, weird. It's everything about it's weird, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, that's not fine, but you know, you you do you. Uh, I thought day two was not as good as day one, uh, but it esta- I thought it established some players that can truly shine into the next round, such as Casey, Mercedes, and Prazo. Pretty much everyone who won, mm-hmm. it just got those people over, and uh, yeah, that was uh, the May Young Classic for the last two weeks. Yeah. Now, show's over? No, it's not over. I didn't even say anything. We have, I know. Um, I do need water, though, because my voice is shot. <laughs> uh, let's get into our impact results uh, for this week. Impact took place uh, uh, somewhere in Canada. Um, I don't know, Toronto? It is Toronto. I don't know. Uh, kicked off with Austin Aries coming out to the ring with Moose and Killer Cross. First off, uh, the fans, I love the, how the fans now chant instead of the chanting Moose, they chant Deuce. Uh, they come out to the ring, uh, all sit down on gold couches in the middle of the ring. Austin Aries says that he's taken everybody out, and there's nobody left to challenge him for the Impact Championship. Out come KM and uh, Ba. Are you familiar with them? No. Um, kind of like Falaba is kind of a heavy set guy. Kind of looks like a genie. Um, KM's in the same attire, but he's a skinny, skinny white guy. Uh, they come out to the ring. KM calls out Austin Aries and Moose for what happened in the past couple weeks. Uh, <clears throat> then Aries gifts Falaba a shot at the Impact Championship for the evening. Um, so later tonight, we're going to have Falaba uh, going against Austin Aries for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Um, good way to start out the show. Um, Austin Aries is pretty good on the mic. You know, Impact's getting a little better and better every week. Um, there are still some really cringe-worthy segments. Oh, you're telling me a cringe-worthy segment happened on an Impact taping? I'm saying they still have cringe-worthy segments at times, but they are on the rise and they're getting better. Uh, next up, we have the Lucha Brothers versus uh, Caleb Conley and Trevor Lee. This is a really good match, actually. Uh, Phoenix and Penta both having Penta's uh, face paint for the night. It looks actually looks really good on Phoenix. On Phoenix. Phoenix. No, Phoenix. Phoenix. Phoenix the penis. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, Don Callis. You just had to go there, I, I did. I did. I did. Uh, Don Callis mentions during the match that, you know, they start mentioning the Jericho Cruz, and he mentions, you know, we might as well bring Jericho back to Impact Wrestling with us when we come back from the cruise. Every week, Don Callis has been mentioning Jericho coming to Impact Wrestling. So it's going to happen eventually. It has I, to. You're just showing your cards at that point, though. I mean, maybe he's just trying to force Jericho into it. You know, it's like, say, I, I already said it. Now people are going to... Uh, hate on you if you don't show up. but Cody's- I don't think Chris Jericho would care whether or not he shows up to a thing at all at this point of his career. Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think he's I think he's very... He's enjoying himself on the indie scene and enjoying not working for Vince McMahon. That's why I think he said in an interview... So I heard somewhere, I don't remember with who, but 
You know how I, how credible I am. Um, Cutters All Around by Phoenix. One of the loudest chops I've ever heard. Um, to C- Caleb Conley by Penta. Lucha Brothers hit a Fear Factor, which is kind of like a cradle pile driver by Penta. And Phoenix comes off the top ropes with a stomp down. Penta gets the win over Trevor Lee. Uh, next up was OVE Sammy Callahan VHS package. Um, just saying how they're going to challenge both um, the Lucha Brothers and Brian Cage to a six-man tag match at Bound for Glory. Um, next up, Fala Ball backstage with KM. KM is so excited for Fala Ball and his title match. And uh, they're looking for advice. They need advice from former champions, and they know just who to go to. They find Eli Drake, the most annoying man in all of professional wrestling, uh, to give them advice. I don't know. I just I I can't stand Eli Drake at all because of his whole like sh- his uh, shtick rock gimmick. Oh, yeah, that and it's just like he's just so you can just tell he's just so into himself. It's just like I feel like it's going one. You're uh, telling me a professional wrestler is too into himself? Yes. Yeah, I am because there are some wrestlers that can actually play off being that. Like the Rock didn't ever seem too into himself. He actually seemed like a legit person. The dude spoke in third person. That's how much he was into himself. Right, but Eli Drake looks like in real life he is super that character, the su- like really that person. Well, I yeah, never believed but... the Rock was that person. I always thought the Rock was playing a character, but playing it very well. Okay, but Eli Drake, nonetheless, the most annoying person in all of professional wrestling. Um, he says he doesn't have time to give them any advice. He has to worry about his his w- pay per view he's doing or something. I guess he has <laughs> some sort of pay per view. It's like a one night stand. I don't know. I feel like Impact has like a pay per view. They every got week. um. They have this uh. What do you call it? They're kind of like Clash of Champions like kind of thing where it's not really a pay per view, but you do pay you do pay to view it. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, what do you call it? it no, like it's like one night option. only, right? Yeah, yeah, one yeah. night only. It was a. It was called like Dummy or something. Yes, Dummy. Dummy, yeah. Ugh, dummy, yeah. I hate that stuff. I'm only saying it just to get to you. Get to you. He's a good heel, Corey. Oh, why do you not like him? I thought he was just a good heel. He is a good like, heel. He's supposed to be a good heel. You're supposed to hate him and all this other stuff. But yeah. Apparently, you legitimately hate him and all this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come on, Michael. Don't let your true colors show on the show. Next up, we have Allie and Kira Hogan backstage. Um, Wait, Kira Hogan? Kira Hogan, yes. Has no relation to Hulk Hogan. Don't worry. Okay. She's an African-American young lady. Okay. That just makes it even more weird. Ah, no, it's not. No, Hogan's a, a last Hogan's name. A very, Hogan it's, it's is a last, a last name. name but yeah. uh, it's a backstage interview. They were asking Allie why she saved Tessa Blanchard last week. She just promises not to let happen what happened to her, what happened to Rosemary, happen to anyone else, even if, she, even if Tessa Blanchard is a spoiled, undeserving brat. Uh, Tessa responds with another backstage interview afterwards, says um, she has, she feels that Allie's coming after her title and that Allie has all of us fooled and that she doesn't need her help. Uh, next up, we have Alicia Edwards, um, the wife of Eddie Edwards versus uh, Katarina, the former fiance of Grado. As of last week, Michael, we didn't have a show last week. I didn't get to tell you this. Katarina and Grado are no more. Oh, no. Katarina professed her true love to Grado's best friend, Joe Hendry. Is Katarina uh, yes. former, former Maxine? No, she was former uh, Katie Lee Burchell. Oh. Remember Paul Burchell? Remember him, the pirate? from beginning? Remember? From beginning of the show? Uh, yeah. So last week she professed her love for Joe Hendry, but Joe Hendry 
Um, had a video for her last week. It was called Platonic Love because he didn't love her like that. <laughs> he was just best friends with her. <laughs> so, Did he even know that's what it was called? So he came out this week and told her, he says, I have a proper response for you, Katarina, one that you truly deserve. And the video was called Access Denied. And it was just him telling Katarina no because Grado's his best friend. Um, and it's, yeah, and there was a certain point in the song, he says, what the hell happened to your pirate brother? Guess who? Paul Burchill. Uh, but Alicia Edwards rolls up Katarina for the win. It was a surprise roll up, and um, Alicia Edwards gets a win. Next up, we have Fall Ball trying and KM trying to get more advice backstage. They need to know what's going on. That's when the smoke starts pouring in, and a welcome to the smoke show with Scarlett Bordeaux. <laughs> oh man, she's a good-looking young lady, but this is just—it's so over-sexualized. It's weird. Like it's—I feel like I'm watching. Hey man, porn. this ain't WWE, man. I know, but I feel like I'm watching porn. Like her, her boobies were hanging out like the bottom and the top. I'm not because they can, man. They can to each their own if that's how if that's what she wants to wear. But it just seems like over-sexualization. I work so hard for my body, you think I have no choice, but no no, uh, no right to show off my body? That's what yeah, Nikki Bella said one time in a commentary, and I'm like, eh, you got a point there, Nikki Bella. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to make everything to about I would never make everything about WWE, but you know, I, I would never rip on. I would never rip on someone if they, if they were like, yeah, I really want then to. What, then what's your problem with this? It's just okay on a TV show. It doesn't seem like that she is something. She's like, kind of go put on some clothes. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to wear. It sometimes it's like you think she's trying too hard, or somebody else is giving her something to try too hard, and they're over sexualizing her character. That's all. That's just all I think. Yeah. Uh, so her backstage, she basically tells uh, Falaba that. Um, Ba. He says ba a lot, follow ba. And she says ba, and he gets really excited, and he think he gets a little horny, and he gets the motivation he needs to have his match later tonight. Next up, we have uh, the fraternity uh, team of Channing Decker and Trent Gibson versus LAX. LAX, man. I will give it to them. They are they are both really, really good. Santana and... Uh, You're on your own, Corey. I can't remember the other name. Uh, both really good though. Choke slam to the Decker to the outside of the ramp. LAX hit their finisher on Decker. Um, they eventually get the pin on the fraternity. The OGs come out after the after the match, uh, talking about the ceasefire uh, from last week. Wait, who are the OGs? The OGs are King, her, uh, Homicide, and Hernandez. Kenny King? No, King. Okay. King. Yeah. Um, so last week they had uh, some some uh, some crime lords tell Conan and King that there needs to be a ceasefire. And King mentioned the word ceasefire like twenty times in the segment because it's a war. Yeah, between um, these factions. Come King, on. King says the only thing he regrets in this is that little Richie is still breathing. Dun dun dun. Remember are they just trying to be like? Are they trying to be like Lucha Underground with this whole like faux death storyline? I think now? so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up we have, uh, yeah, so that was the end of that. Next up we have Austin Aries interview. He says, uh, can you feel the energy today? I'm smiling. I feel like Santa Claus handing out all these gifts. It was really random, random ass interview. Uh, next up we have more follow ball backstage getting pumped up for his match by Rich Swan. Uh, Rich Swan just basically trying to pump him up saying, um, you know, you can do this. I've been in your position. Yada, yada. Uh, that's when he walks away and in walks Matt Seidel to Rich Swan to tell him, he goes, how can you even help him when you can't even help yourself? Um, so they're going to have, they're just building up this Rich Swan, Matt Seidel, which is, could be a good match. Probably will be a good match between the two. Probably bound for glory, something. So Yeah, um, they, um, we might be getting into the new news show with this, but uh, Bound for Glory apparently sold out. 
Oh, damn. Yeah, they sold out their venue. I forget what venue it is, but they did announce that I think it was... When, when, when are they holding Bound for Glory? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, weeks. Only the finest in CWR. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah. but really, who really knows except for Don Callis? And All I know Matthews. is that Bound for Glory sold out, according to TNA. So, you know, good on them. It's nice to know. It's nice to hear some, at least some positivity regarding that promotion after what it's been through hopefully, the past few Hopefully they're years. not going to paper the, the, the arena. I mean, maybe that's what they're like kind of referring to. Like, we just hired our 400th actor to fill this venue. We sold out. Yeah. Yeah, man, good, good on that, man. But I hope I hope it's true, and I I'll take I'll take their word for it, and uh, yeah, I'll take any positive news for that place. Next up, we have Brian Cage versus Congo Kong. Um, Congo Kong, he's he's a uh, he's a big guy, he's a heavy set guy, uh, with you know kind of traditional face paint. Um, I, I don't want to say Tongan face. I don't because I don't know exactly what culture it's from, but it's kind of Maori. I think. Yeah, something like that. But it was a it was an okay match. Uh, Kong did hit a tope though when coming into the ring, into Brian Cage. He's like really big guy hitting a tope through the ropes. Springboard moonsault to Congo Kong. Cage backflips out of a choke slam eventually, but he gets a discus clothesline and an F five to Congo Kong getting the win. Um, after the match, Cage accepts OVEs and Sammy Ca- Sammy Callahan's challenge. So he'll be teaming with the Lucha Brothers at Bound for Glory against OVE and Sammy Callahan. So, I like Brian Cage. He's always a he's always a good matches. Every time he's at APW, I've seen he was, him yeah, a lot of yeah. uh, He was a nice guy the one I met him. Yeah, always really cool, really chill guy. Next up, we have our main event for the evening. We have Fall for with a KM by his side versus Austin Aries uh, with Moose and Killer Cross in his corner. Uh, Killer Cross and Moose come out with chairs in hand. Um, for no reason at all. Actually, they never ended up using them. I don't understand why they came out with chairs. I guess they just wanted to sit down while watching the match. Uh, one thing about Killer Cross, I want to say, he he really reminds me of Colin Farrell's uh, Deadshot character from Daredevil. Was it Deadshot or Deadeye or Deadscope? What was his it name? Was Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry. Some some wrong with my hearing for a second. Um, yeah, he just really reminds me of the, his character from Darede- the Daredevil movie because he had the glasses on. He had like the Ben Affleck ex- classic. Hey, man, it's a great movie. Great movie. Wake me up. Uh, yeah, it was, that was the that was the movie that spawned that thing. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, Ares locks in the last chancery, gets a submission on Ba after the match. Killer Cross and um, and what was the other guy's name? Moose. That was his name. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and Ares attack KM and follow Ba. So that was Impact, Michael. <laughs> what, what, what? Are what? you awake over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was with you the one thousand percent of the time. It's all right. Don't. Yeah. It's all good. But uh, no, that was uh, that was Impact. That was uh, May Young. That was NXT. Apparently, like uh, Impact, they've been really actually just picking like picking it up a little bit, like with um, viewership you know, throughout throughout the too. weeks. Yeah. So that I mean, good for, good on them too. It's just you know it, it, you oh, see, they say this every fucking like year, but then we got a good foundation to build up this company to see to give it a true direction of we can what we can offer the fans of both people who are not into us and people who are into us every fucking year. Ever like Christopher Daniels being interviewed like back in 2013, I remember this someone yeah, saying Yeah, but this. you don't have fucking Magnus saying this. You don't have uh Jeff Jarrett or um And that's why I do think there's this true like since oh, there's What's her name? What's her name? Dixie Carter. Yeah, I'm Dixie Carter. I mean, fuck it all up yeah that's why like you know once they said that it kind of rings a little bit i trust that word a little bit more like maybe 
dude, and let's not forget about Billy Corgan and that whole mess. Well, that's, he doesn't even own. He, he owns He's with NWA now. NWA, yeah. Or well, he, he they own the tape library or something, or do they own the re- whatever? I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, that was all that. And then we have... Uh, that was all that? Keenan Thompson? Oh. Kel- yeah. Yeah, I think we do that every week. Um, but no, we... Uh, tonight, we do have a show tonight. Guys, if you're in the area, please, if you're at the, if you're in Hiroshima at the Sun Plaza Hall... Uh, you know what? Like, listen, it's New Japan. Like, it's... They, they have a right to... Like, I'm not really... I don't know the whole, like sort of political correctness without that entire country. But you have an event called Destruction in Hiroshima. Yeah. Kind of rings a bit on the nose on that. But then again, I don't know the the whole level of political correctness in the country of Japan since, you know, the naming convention of said events are made by New Japan people. We're outsiders, so. So we're outsiders and, you know, just just putting it out there. I'm not a fan of the name, but that's just me. Yeah, let's go through. Let's go through night one's card real quick. Yeah. Um, the first match of the night has uh, Kushida, Tiger Mask, and Jushin Thunder Liger versus uh, Rapungi 3K. Oh, I want to see Tiger Mask again. Yeah, Tiger. Ma- Who's playing Tiger Mask right now? Do you know? If not Coda. Definitely. Well, definitely not. Uh, but it's interesting to see who. Wasn't it um, uh, Bone Soldier at one time? Wasn't Bone Soldier Bone Soldier? Never mind. Um, then next up after that we have. Toa Harane versus Bad Luck Fale. I eventually could see Tona Harane, uh, or whatever, however his last name is pronounced, um, joining the firing squad eventually. He has a Tongan descent. Because that's what they need, more members. Hey, man. You never know. Um, next up, we have Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer. Killer Elite Squad. Killer Elite Squad. They're, so definitely someone's getting some water spit on them. Um, versus the team of Iota Yoshida and Michael Elgin. Um, yeah, that's that's a match. Uh, after that, we have another six-man tag match. Chucky e. T, Beretta, and Will Ospreay versus Chase Owens, uh, the Tokyo Pimp, and Kota Ibushi. They just, I feel like... <laughs> he was, he's, Kota Ibushi's just like slotted into there. He's like, just randomly. like... He's like the guy who hangs out with the Bullet Club. He's like, oh, no, I'm not... Dude, a Kota Ibushi's the guy who just hangs out in general. Yeah. Like, he has no commitment. I say this every time we talk about Kota Ibushi. He's just a guy who just hangs out and does whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to, like... If he wants to do a moon... He wants to do a backflip off a balcony on Budokan Hall six years ago, the, which got him banned from the building until yeah. now... He'll do that. If he wants to go to WWE, participate in a Cruiserweight Classic, but then not sign, even though he goes as far as the semifinals, he'll do that. If he wants to go to some British alleyway and for a Rev Pro show and then light up a bunch of Roman candles and then eventually put the Roman candle fireworks all over his chest, he'll do that. Go to Bushi's, I don't know, he might be like one of my top five of the year. I swear to God, he's so good. Next up, we have a <laughs> match for the Never Open Weight six-man uh, tag, six-man tag match, Never Open Weight. Uh, Taiji Ishimori and the Tongans, the Tongaloa and Tamatanga versus the challenging team of uh, Taguchi, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. I will David Finley, one of the worst looks ever, ever in wrestling. I, I don't like his gimmick at all, or his character at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. I just don't want to look at him. Him and Chase Owens, a well, lesser degree. Chase Owens. It's uh, like a less offensive David Finley. Another six-man tag. After that, we have Gato, Toriano, and Hiroki Goto versus Taichi. Uh, uh, Taka, ta, Taka, Takashi, I'm just letting Izuki, Azuka. Yeah, no, let me think. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I have to learn eventually. And Yoshi, Yoshinobu Katamoro. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I was close. I, you just have to name every syllable. That's my thing with Japanese. Or you just go to the English commentary and just watch New Japan. I like, do. Go, like go deep down in the, in the undercard. Sorry. We we don't all. 
remember everything, Michael. Some of us are. All I'm saying is that just having watching drink. New Japan undercards is uh, is quite the it's quite the chore. I'll just say that. After that, we have the reason they're, they're they're undercards for a reason. After that, we have a no. I, I feel you. Yeah. There's a lot of six man, eight man, ten yeah. man. Next up, we have an eight man tag. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Lij versus um, Suzuki Goon. Uh, the Lij being, of course, uh, Bushi, Sonata, Evil, and Naito versus the team of uh, Minoru Suzuki. I'm sorry, I said Suzuki on Lij, but I meant Sonata. Um, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Saber Jr., Takamishinoku, and El Desperado. All I gotta say is uh, get well soon, Hiromu. Jesus Christ, it really is like all six-man, eight-man tag matches. And then another six-man tag match. You don't have to go through all of this, man. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. We have to be committed and thorough, man. Uh, We have a six-man tag match. Tomoaki. Tomoaki Hanma. Hanma. Togi Makabe. Hiroshi Takahashi versus the team of Kazuchika. Okada, Yoshihashi, and Jay White. Ooh, did how is Hiro- J- Did you say Hiroshi Takahashi? I said Yoshihashi and Kazuchika Okada. No, the other team, the prior team. I said Hiroshi Tanahashi, okay. Togi Makabe, and Tomoaki Hanma. Okay, you said that. I did. You can rewind at soundcloud.com. Right now, I'm kidding. Uh, and then our main event for the evening for the IWG, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega versus Tomohiro Ishii. Um, some might say this was the best match of the entire the, of the into all of G One that year. This year, um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say I'd go as far as to say that. I still believe it's the the G One Finals between uh, Tanahashi and Kotobushi, but there was so much buzz from the Tomohiro Ishii and Omega match. And almost and 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 Tomohiro Ishii in general, that guy had one of the probably one of the best G one performances in the history of G one. Like him, his match against uh, Naito, his match against Goto, his match against Omega, and his match against uh, Ibushi. Just all, just all the big matches that people thought were going to be good turned out to be even better. Like even like great. Even like some might say five stars. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel it. But yeah, so I think this was just sort of like a, th- just kind of like a thank you to Tomohiro Ishii, which apparently is actually the correct pronunciation. I just realized Ishii because there's two eyes. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just think this was just more of a thank you. Uh, you really killed it. Let's. Uh, we're gonna give you. Oh shoot! I just removed a button from. My You're gonna give him a button. Give him a button. Give you, him a button. You've won the, I was the playing, golden button. Ishii. As I was talking throughout this entire podcast, I was playing with a a button on my shirt, and apparently it just popped off, just straight up like that. Breaking news. Breaking news. Michael popped his belly button. Was Not his belly button. Was it the belly part? Because if it was the belly part, it would just be an indictment on my belly. Just you know, yeah. that's just the depressing part when the belly button, <laughs> the actual button. It's like it's it. like it's you know it's like one of those um cartoon in cartoons where a button just pops. Yeah, yeah. When when you're too fit, fit bastard. Um. Yeah. So that was that was uh, a lot of wrestling. But yeah, uh, we're not gonna. Pr- pr- we're just gonna go through. The- we just went through that card. I think uh, Omega's gonna win. Yeah. And they're going to build up to a rematch. There's no way Ishii is going to win that match. But it's going to be an incredible match that we're going to be like, what? Watch, I'm going to wake up to Twitter, and then Chris Charlton's going to tweet, Oh, my God, new champion! New champion, yay! No, Chris Charlton's British. New champion, yay! Uh, but yeah, uh, but, but then really, it's it's that's going to be a great match. And him and uh, Omega and Ibushi, they'll probably fight. And it's also going to be awesome as well. And that's New Japan. New I Japan. really hope someone had like a flight to listen to when they pop this on, too. 
our our review, this the B show today. What do you mean? What? I just really hope somebody popped this on like during a flight, and they don't have to like break the seven segments. Oh, I hope, yeah. they, hope they were just like flying to New York, and they're like, "I just need something to listen to." Ooh, a new episode of City Wrestling Radio. Why you gotta talk like that. <laughs> Fabulous, because hey, know. hey, we're yeah, we accept all listeners. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the especially B-show. older white lady. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a, a feminine... A, g- a gay man? No. A gay man. No, no. no. Oh, no. yeah, no, gay people don't listen to us at all. If no. you're gay, don't listen to us. No, no. In America. No, I feel like a gay man would just grunt at the show because he really likes it. Sorry, I've been grunted at a lot in my life in, in the city. You've never had that happen before in San Francisco? A guy just grunts at you? Okay, so st- I'm going to tell a story right now. Uh, I was at a bus stop, and this guy just goes, mm, and I just like, okay, whatever. And he got stepped a little closer, he goes, mm, mm, and I was like, okay. And then he like tried to like touch my hand. I was like, whoa, dude, no. And then he like literally got closer and like tried to grab my junk. And I was like, hey, dude, you're lucky. Like I'm a nice guy. It's like somebody would flip if so- that happened to someone. I was like cool about it. I was like, don't do that, please. Because yeah, you take sexual harassment real well. I do. I do. Well, am I gonna? I'm not gonna punch the guy. I'm not a violent person, dude. I'm not gonna lead. To even him. if even if they're trying to grab your junk, I'm not gonna punch somebody because the guy's not being violent. First off, I would I consider someone trying to grab your junk pr- particularly different, violent. Di- I I feel like it's a different. Uh, it, there's uh, some there's there's different lines. I feel with the the way people hook up in different communities, it's different. I get it. In some places, well, people you know, just grab each other. You know, if you're if you ever try to grab Corey David Smith's junk, take me up Chances there, are please. chances are he won't punch you. And I'll just say, hey, please don't do that. But <laughs> if you do it like a second or third time, I'll punch you. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get out of here. It's a great way to end there's the no, show. There's no birthdays today, and I'm, I'm tired of No one was up, born. I'm tired of looking up celebrity birthdays that don't have anything to do with wrestling. Really now? That don't have anything to do with wrestling, Oh, that don't have anything. Okay. No, yeah, you're, you're still getting wrestlers' birthdays every okay. every show. But I'm not going to tell you if Cameron Diaz's birthday. So screw Cameron Diaz. Um, trying to put a wrestling analogy. What is Cameron Diaz? She was in The Mask. Jim Carrey's a really big wrestling fan. He once shaved his head in support of Kurt Angle in a title match for the Royal Rumble 2003. Did he really? Yep. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, then he had to do that. He had to shave his head for a movie. Anyway, the same birthday as Jim Carrey. Oh, happy birthday, Jim Carrey. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. For the B Show, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. We'll see you tomorrow for the All right, see you later, guys. Bye.